It's Wednesday, March 15th, 2022, and this is Talk Commerce. Welcome to Talk Commerce, where we explore how merchants, agencies, and developers experience commerce and the communities they work and live in. Don't forget to collect your free joke at the end of this intro. I bet you can remember every time you've received a handwritten note from an online store or a service in the last couple of years. I bet it hasn't been that many, and I bet that note stands out for you. David Wax tells us about his unique business and his army of robots churning out thank yous and notes in your handwriting. He tells us about the pens they use and all the intricacies that go into having handwritten notes sent to people with real stamps. And now, your free joke. What do you call a factory that makes okay products? A satisfactory. <laughs> Talk Commerce is brought to you by ChipBot. Are you enjoying answering the same question over and over every day? Do you wonder why people are leaving your site? Are you sick of knowing how many carts are left abandoned, moments away from a sale? Or are you just getting exhausted thinking about parsing all that data from your website? I recently found this great tool that I installed on the Talk Commerce website. You can see it live right now at talk-commerce.com. Chipbot Pylons and Chipbot Nexus are two tools integrated into one plugin that helps you manage your site smarter. It took me less than 15 minutes to configure and install. I have a thumbnail video that I recorded myself and I can instruct visitors on something to do and an action to take. You also have the option of configuring different action items like send me an email. Through Chipbot Nexus, I can answer questions and more importantly, I can learn from my clients by listening to what they're asking for. And if you thought it couldn't get any better, you can log into your dashboard and get metrics on what your visitors are doing on your site. During the installation process, I got fantastic support and ChipBot helped me to make my bot even better. Try it today, it's free. Go to getchipbot.com and sign up today. That's getchipbot.com. G-E-T-C-H-I-P-B-O-T.com. My name is Brent Peterson and I'm your host. Please remember to subscribe wherever you download your podcasts. And now, Talk Commerce. All right, welcome to this episode of Talk Commerce. Today I have David Wax. David is the CEO of Handwritten. David, why don't you go ahead, introduce yourself, tell us some of the things you day to day, do day-to-day and maybe one of your passions in life. Sure. Thank you so much, Brent. Thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, uh, I'm the CEO and founder of Handwritten. Um, we are uh, in the business of sending handwritten notes on behalf of our clients. We send uh, between five and 25,000 handwritten notes a day, depending on the day. Um, my passions are building businesses like this, um, focused on improving the messaging between a customer and a or between a business and a customer and then additionally on top of that the employee development that goes into that and and team development and um, business growth and all that but uh but yeah we uh prior to handwritten i was doing another company doing messaging and i've kind of pivoted into the uh, analog messaging space 
So that's really kind of my passion is communicating with customers. Yeah, and I, I have a, uh, a certain fondness for handwritten notes, and uh, um, I, I'm a strong believer in it. I have to say that finding the time sometimes as a leader to do those is, has, been a, has been a challenge. Um, but I do, I do see the importance of it, and I think that the, the idea of handwritten notes or just the idea of, of regular communication via the mail or something that's more personal has kind of fallen away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I started handwritten eight years ago um, because of just that. Uh, my other company was sending millions of text messages a day for brands like Abercrombie & Fitch and Toys R Us. And I realized that I was kind of part of the problem in that we were um, over-utilizing the electronic forms of communication. And it's easy to understand why. It's easy. Um, so, And it's pretty cost-free for the most part to send these types of no- uh, messages. So I thought, you know, gee, what really stands out? Nothing really stands out anymore. And then I looked around my office and I saw all the handwritten notes that I had received, not only open and not only read, but kept and savored and treasured. And then I'd walk in my employees' offices or at their desks and same thing, their handwritten notes were on display. So I thought, gee, there has to be a way to leverage this technology, leverage this medium through a technology platform to make sending handwritten notes as easy as sending an email. And that's what we're trying to do here at Handwritten. Uh, but because I agree with you, you know, and, and the, the results are there, you know, our clients get three times the meeting bookings, um, 20, we have car dealerships that get 23 times the response rate compared to printed letters when they send out printed letters in the mail. We have e-com brands, a large, uh, suit seller that sells, you know, men's suits that when they send out a handwritten note, they get an 18% redemption rate on their coupons that they include in those notes. So we know this works um, because it does touch a, a, a heartstring that emails and texts and tweets don't. Um, so when everybody else pivoted left, we pivoted right or vice versa, whatever whatever you want to say. Yeah, you know, I, I've got a great story too. I, I'm in the entrepreneurial community here in Minneapolis and... Um... I'm on the um, board for EO Minnesota, so it's an entrepreneur organization, whatever. Yep. And every month, you know, we do some kind of a learning day or we have a day where we have local entrepreneurs that come in and speak. And there is a longtime entrepreneur. His name is Dick Enrico. Started this uh, Second Wind Fitness back in the 90s or 80s even. Huge. And yeah, so, and he gave us his story. And one of his parts of his stories was that he would write out at least 20 handwritten thank yous to people that had bought a machine on the couple days before whatever whenever he got that list he would write them handwritten notes and he committed to doing at least 20 a day uh and after i, I can tell you that i was highly inspired by that um and i tried to do it but as you know, I think for me, like just the time it took to do that was a little bit overwhelming. Uh, yeah. So I think what, what you, it sounds like you've got a great solution for that. So maybe tell us about how how that works and, and some of the technology behind it. Yeah. So to your point, I mean, same thing with me. I would go to Walgreens. Um, I lived in Chicago at the time. I'd go to Walgreens, pick up a birthday card to write out to my mom or whatever. And I put it in my laptop bag, come home, 
never get stamps, never get the pen, you know, never have a pen laying around. Never, and it would just sit there in my laptop bag and get bent up. Um, so I, I, I commiserate with you entirely. And our solution is a combination. It's a very unique business, I will say. Much more difficult than my last business. But what we are is we're software on the front end. So we have a website, uh, handwritten.com. We've got an iPhone app, an Android app. Um, Salesforce.com integration, Zapier integration, which is very big for us, Integromat integration, which allows us to plug into some of these other e-com platforms and to integrately, all these, you know, API integrations for allowing people to put, send handwritten notes to us. So they upload the content via an Excel sheet or they use our integrations or do it manually, whatever. Um, and that's how they get the content to us. Then on the other end, we have 175 robots that we build here in our facility in Phoenix. Each robot is a combination of laser cut and 3D printed parts, um, custom circuit boards that we have manufactured to our specification. Um, and we put these robots together and each robot holds a Pilot G2 ballpoint pen. You could pick up those pens at Office Max um, if you wanna use them yourself. We just like them because they write well and bold ink and stuff like that. Um, so the, the robots will, um, well, first of all, if you're a big customer, you'll have your own stationary design with us. And by big, I mean sending a couple hundred cards a month, maybe. Um, you'll have your own stationary design with us. If you don't want to do that, um, you can always do an on-demand print of your card or pick one of our hundreds of available cards. If you have your own stationary design with us, we will have it printed in our on our in-house uh, digital press um, four color, full bleed, folded, flat, whatever you want. Um, and then when it, your orders come over the system, we will get those cards, put them in our robots, write out your note in the handwriting of your choice, which could be your handwriting if you have us replicate your handwriting. And then we can include inserts in that note, such as a gift card to Starbucks or uh, a sticker or whatever that is. And then we write out the, the envelope, um, put a real stamp on it and mail it for you. So we do this for everybody from e-commerce brands like mattress company, online mattress companies and meal boxes um, to automotive dealerships, in-store experiential brands, um, realtors, mortgage brokers, the whole gamut. But I assume we're here to talk about e-tail, so happy to discuss all of that. Yeah, and I think, you know, in general, just from a, a relationship standpoint, business is about creating relationships and um especially with the pandemic we've lost some of that focus on creating relationships you know we can have zoom calls um but the idea of having an in-person meeting has suddenly become quite distant yep um and i you know maybe you could comment or, or speak to the point of this helps us put a real person behind that video and, and some kind of warmth in that communication. Yeah, um, especially due to the pan pandemic, your, your, your point entirely, people feel lonely. And I'm not saying capitalize on that loneliness. There's a lot of people that are isolated, that have been working from home, that don't get that interaction that they've been craving. Um, and I'm not saying capitalize on it, but I am saying um, pay attention to it and respect it and give people what they need. Um, and for instance, we have an online furniture brand. They ship 
furniture to your house, you know, for assembly. And when people call in the customer service line, I believe that's how they're triggering triggering their notes. I'm not quite sure. But they send them a handwritten note follow-up saying, we hope we answered all your questions. I believe that's the type of communication they're doing. They then have some of their customers call them back crying because the notes were so impactful. And I think a lot of this, again, has to do with the pandemic and people are hurting for and yearning for um, uh, relationships and feeling noticed and feeling heard. And a handwritten note really accomplishes that. Um, we have another non-e-com um, brand. They're a piano tuner. And they go in your house. They tune your piano. You only need your piano tuned once a year. So they're not in your house again for a year. Um, but after tuning your piano, um, the company automates a handwritten note through our system. And a year later, when they're in your house again, they often see that note sitting on your on their piano. So not only is it open and read, it is kept and treasured on one of the most expensive pieces of property they have in their house and typically the nicest, fanciest room in their house. Um, so it's a very unique, very powerful way to send a lasting message. It's not going to be necessarily the most timely message, you know, save text messages and email for that. Um, nor should it be overused because it'll ruin the value of it. But one or two touch points a year, you know, maybe for tops, I would say it's a great way to get in front of that client to re reinforce the brand and ensure the customer feels heard um, and welcome. Yeah, and I would even think, uh, you know, we during the prospecting phase uh, for a salesperson, uh, this would be a great little tool to help them to build that relationship with that client. I know that we we partner with Digital River. They're here in Minneapolis. Uh, they have they're a really big company. Yep. They make sure that every one of their prospects gets some kind of a swag item from Digital River. And by the way, they have great swag. They have a good budget. <laughs> I'm but sure. Yeah. They, they, I know that they said that um, their uptick in in conversions on just that personalized little piece of of swag that goes out, they get a 48 percent increase in in responses uh, to their. For, he actually he said not go or. Typically, they'd ghost them. Like, they just went dark, right? So mm -hmm. 48% of their contacts stopped ghosting them. So I yeah. would imagine that this would work in the same way and might be more cost-effective than sending them a, um, you know, a $30 um, iPhone charger. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, we work with some companies that include our notes with their swag as they send it out on behalf of companies like um, like Digital River um, for the same reason, you know, adding a handwritten note with that piece of swag certainly could help. Um, <laughs> I uh, had an, I think they're in a SEO company or some company out of San Diego. They were trying to woo our business. I don't think they realized how small we are, but uh, they sent me this, um, this, this packet FedExed it to me. And when I opened it, it looked like a book. But when I opened the book, there was a screen on one side and uh, and it started playing some video. <laughs> and I immediately tuned out the screen. Like, I, I, it was like some baloney, uh, you know, commercial, corporate commercial for this, this SEO firm or whatever it was. And all I wanted to do was tear apart the device and figure out how it worked. Um, 
And they contacted me. They said, did you get our thing? And I said, yes, I did. And I said, you know, instead of sending something so gimmicky, could you, would you consider just sending a handwritten note? I would have read a handwritten note, whether it's from my company or your hand or some other company doing the same same type of deal. You know, I think you have to be careful. Certain swag is great swag. People want to receive a great backpack or whatever. Um, like right now, we're, we're late to the game. Like, you know, during the holiday season, we're all heads down. We're trying to write out as many handwritten notes as we can. But right now, we're actually sending our holiday or annual gifts to our clients. And we're um, laser engraving because we have these laser cutters here to build handwriting robots. We're laser engraving all of our top clients' names on mug or on um, water water canisters. Um, and if they have their own handwriting style with us, we're laser engraving it in that handwriting style. If they have a signature on file with us, we're just writing their signature on those those cups. So we're trying to be very, very specific, very thoughtful in providing something that they might like and use versus just, you know, some advertisement, some overpriced advertisement. I thought, gee, the ROI of these expensive little computers that they're sending, you know, A, I never watched it. It was boring. I turned it off after two seconds. B, it had to be super expensive. And C, instead of sending a genuine, hey, let me get to know you prospect, what it told me is, I'm going to make a lot of money off you. I'm going to send you a very expensive marketing item because I expect to make a lot of money off you. That's what it told me. You know, that's the message it sent. So I think people um, can absolutely send good swag and things that get people excited, but you also have to be thoughtful about it. Yeah, and I think you you really hit the nail on the head there. Um, um, a lot of times marketers think that the bigger the thing is, the more likely somebody's going to um, commit to that product. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that... Uh, the relationship is is more important than the actual gift itself or the or the um whatever you want to call it the swag item um so you know i i know that online is out there and going and the offline version of it is somewhat dying how how is the offline beating the online now i think the online's beating the uh, you mean brands yeah, like in in a branding sense, oh. how can uh, how can offline brands beat online in this uh, in this relationship game? I actually think online brands beat offline brands, which is counterintuitive. You think if you could walk into a, a department store and talk to a a store associate um, that you'd build a better relationship than an online store that's faceless. Uh, but actually, it's the online store that's been in the offline. I'll give you a very specific example. So um, we work with a very high-end cologne and perfume brand based in France, owned by a U.S. company. Um, that company w- distributes through Nordstrom's and Neiman Marcus and all these high-end department stores. But they also sell directly to a brand, to a customer. When you go directly to a customer through, you know, by, via the, their website, um, you get a handwritten note thanking you for your purchase, um, saying, you know, if you, since you bought this, we, we might suggest you might want this product. So it's a, a note and then not a sale, but, a, you know, a suggestion, you know, we find people that like this, you might also want to consider this product, something very soft. Um, so my wife and I walked in with our kids, we were walking the mall one day, and I walked into a, a Neiman Marcus, 
department store and um, I saw our product or that product being sold in the department store and I went over to it and I was just showing my wife I'm like oh yeah we you know we we um, send out handwritten notes for this brand and the department store clerk came over and said can I help you and I said well I was just you know we send your handwritten notes and she looked at me and she goes no you don't send our handwritten notes every day after I finish what I'm doing I'm supposed to write my own handwritten notes to these customers so online sales were guaranteed to receive a handwritten note. Offline sales, the onus was on the store clerk. And after she merchandised the area, cleaned it up, made it look pretty, did all the bookkeeping, tried to sell uh, or you know, closing the books daily, tried to sell customers on the product, how much time do you think she had to sit down and send handwritten notes to all her customers? You know, uh, she she did it. In, she did her best effort at it, but it didn't get done very often. For another uh, Italian uh, luxury good company, we do automate both the online and the offline to, you know, really ensure compliance that everybody gets a handwritten note um, and that everybody feels feels, uh, thanked. So that's kind of, you know, um, it's just so easy for online brands to implement a solution like what we offer versus offline brands. They don't think of it. They're stuck in their offline ways. You know, oh, this store clerk should send this person a handwritten note when they never, you know, best intentions, but they never get around to it. So if we can plug directly into their point of sale system and automate that or their backend CRM, whatever it is, and automate those notes, great. But um, otherwise, it doesn't get done. For instance, another example is um, offline car dealerships. We were starting to really get into the car dealership space and automotive dealerships, their reps often are supposed to send handwritten notes, but again, they never do. Uh, So what we're doing in that case is there's these intermediaries in car dealerships that kind of own, they're kind of like CRM systems called dealership management systems. We're plugging directly into those so that every time a sale happens, we can ensure the compliance that the, uh, the buyer receives a nice handwritten note from the brand or the dealership. So um, there's opportunities out there to automate this quite easily, depending on the market. Uh, but it's just often so much easier for Magento customers or or users or Shopify or whomever else to easily do it, and they can beat offline at their own game. Yeah, and and I thank you for correcting me. I, I did get my question backwards. So I, <laughs> no, no, you, it's you, good. You answered I mean, it correctly. <laughs> it's the it's the obvious people. Everybody thinks offline has a better relationship than online. But and I've actually written about this for Inc. Magazine. I, I said it's insane to me, but online is beating offline at building those relationships now because they are automating things that are left up to people that are often earning minimum wage or slightly more than minimum wage and that just aren't going to do it yeah and i i think that this is me knowing how car salesmen work salespeople work car salespeople are the least likely to follow up on a potential yeah uh, a potential uh customer than any other market and i can you know experience of buying a couple cars in the last year i don't know what they're thinking like maybe there's just too many customers for the amount of cars which is probably partially the case but you would think that building that relationship and if somebody's buying a car every two years or three years you would want to you'd want to make sure that you follow up with them and i think you're right you know the the handwritten is such an important part of that and making them 
feel a little bit special. So maybe go into what 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 do you advise on content, or yeah. is there anything that works better than others? Yeah, and just to uh, maybe sidetrack for a second here, I think you touched upon an, an, uh, a very important point on car dealers not sending handwritten notes. What it boils down to, I believe, is an entitlement mentality where these car uh, the, these car salesmen, maybe not the dealership, but these young car salesmen have this entitlement that, of course, you're going to buy from me. Of course, you're going to buy this wonderful car from me. What they don't think about is not only are there other cars out there, there's and this goes this goes to online sales too, you know, and it's worse in the online sales environment because online I can Google if I'm looking for I don't know new door handles for my house I can Google a thousand different websites to find door handles easily. So now the competition is not the hardware stores in my neighborhood, but it's the hardware stores in the entire planet. And not only can I choose any. Uh, door handle there. I could choose one from Amazon where I already have a re- an established relationship. I don't have to enter my credit card information. Or if I don't like any of those options, I can go to Alibaba and have a custom door handle made for me, right? You know, the extreme example, but but that idea. And yet everybody feels, of course, you're going to buy from them. Well, the news is you're not unique. You're not a unicorn as a brand, whether you're a car dealer, a door handle, sale uh, seller whatever it is you're not unique there's other competing products and services out there that would accomplish the same thing and we have to as a society especially in the united states take away this this entitlement mentality of of course you're going to buy from me you have to start being grateful for that purchase to build a loyalty and i think this is so often missing um you know i'm certainly guilty of it um, and I could do a better job of it, but as a society, we need to take a gratitude first approach to building those relationships. So sorry to go on that little bit of gratitude tirade, but I think it's so important that people realize that they're not snowflakes. You know, I think that's a great point. And, and, you know, just to kind of piggyback on that, the idea that somebody's going to order something from Amazon and then they'd get a handwritten note. That's never going to happen. They're right. never going to really create a relationship with Amazon. And Amazon could frankly care less if you bought it or returned the item, right? They're just there as a facilitator, and there's nothing to do with how well you get get along with the merchant or anything like that. As a merchant, you have an opportunity to create a relationship and build that customer uh, service and relationship uh, and help them to – uh, to buy the buy that item from you, and even you know encourage them to ask questions. There's all kinds of opportunities to build your own brand outside of the Amazon sphere, yeah. uh, and give opportunities to smaller merchants and medium sized merchants that don't want to depend on Amazon to build a, a really um, a really good customer base that is dedicated to buying from you without going through one of those um, Big, know, yeah. marketplace. Right, yeah. No, I uh, I just uh, recently purchased a smoker, a pellet smoker, and I went through an online brand called Rectech, and uh, it's a big item, and I don't think they want to, uh, you know, pr- protect margins or whatever. They did not go through. Uh, they do not offer on Amazon. They've got a tremendous online social following, this brand, uh, and it's, it, it would make an interesting case study. 
But as soon as I bought that, first of all, I didn't buy the product the first day. I put it in my cart. And it had pretty reasonable shipping um, despite that. But I, did, I put it in my cart, and then I was hemming and hawing. The next day, I got an email from them, uh, an automated email that said, you know, free shipping if you buy now. It worked on me. I mean, it was $50 in shipping, which I thought was pretty reasonable um, given it's a big, heavy item. Um, but I, I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll pull the trigger. I'll save 50 bucks. And then I started getting multiple emails from them that seemed very personal, like, you know, Mr. Wax, <clears throat> we've got the LTL freight company, <laughs> you know, lined up to deliver this thing. And it was, you know, it was an expensive item, but not insanely expensive. It was under a thousand bucks. So it's just interesting to, to feel, yeah, these people really care. Um, it's not just an online, you know, it's not just Amazon or Walmart that's distributing the product for you. So, yeah, it's, um, I completely agree with you. And that experience, you know, it's early days. I haven't even received my grill yet or my smoker yet, but um, I feel like they're starting to build that experience around me. Yeah, and that experience starts from day one. Uh, maybe we could talk a little bit about some trigger. If if you're a merchant and you want to start something like this, what are the trigger points that you should use in which you're going to send something? Because you mentioned earlier you don't want to send them more than two to three times a year. One to two would be good. Mm -hmm. What if somebody, you know, I think the 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 bad part would be is if they ordered something every other week and they get a handwritten right. note every yeah. other week, they're going to know, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, and it's real easy to do with, um, e-com platforms and Zapier integration, um, to filter out and create a rule around when to send these types of notes. But after the first purchase or after a threshold is hit, so after your 50th purchase or 100th purchase or uh, threshold, financial threshold, such as I've sent, you know, I purchased $500 of products from your company, whatever that threshold is to send a handwritten note then, I think, you know, you want to set up those, those touch points. The, the first one is often the very first purchase they make. Um, you send a handwritten note. And then you also then follow up with annual um, birthday cards, holiday cards, um, anniversary of becoming a customer type um, messaging. So, but but typically the very first note they get from you is thank you for your purchase. We appreciate your business. Um, you know, um, and I like to call it a full stop thank you. And what I mean by that is you're not trying to sell them anything else. You're just thanking them. You don't. You're not trying to refer. You know. Uh, the, the the least genuine thing you can receive from somebody, and I've received them from many realtors, is a handwritten thank you for buying this house. If you know anybody else looking for a house, please send them my way with two business cards included, right? So is this a thank you, or are you trying to get me to do your sales for you? I like the – I personally appreciate the full stop thank you. Just thank you so much for buying from us. We uh, we trust you'll be happy with your purchase. If you're not happy, let us know. Um, that's it. You know, nothing else, no coupon codes, no refer us to a client. If you want to do some of that, you can try A-B testing it. But I really recommend trying the full stop thank you and seeing over time how those customers um, react. A good example of not a full stop thank you, but another genuine, seemingly genuine act is a snack box company we work with. 
And that snack online brand, um, you can sign up and receive snack boxes sent to your office twice a month. If they have an issue delivering one of your snack boxes, they would follow up by sending a new snack box. And then that issue could just be a delay, whatever it is. They would uh, follow up by sending another snack box and a handwritten note apology saying, you know, we're so sorry for the delay in sending this out to you. Please take this additional snack box as a measure of, our, you know, token of our gratitude for you being a client. What they found from that is those customers that had the poor experience received the win back snack box and handwritten note, they, had a, they have a higher lifetime value than those customers that were never screwed up in the first place. So they stayed a subscriber longer, they made more purchases than somebody that never was had a bad experience. So what do they do? They send, they screw up with everybody, they send everybody a win back, and they rise all tides. That was their solution. So, uh, you know, it's a unique solution, but um, and, and a very unique solution, but it works well for them. Well, wow, screw up with everybody. That's screw up that with everybody. A, yeah. a minor <laughs> screw up, but yeah. Right, a minor screw up, right. Um, I have a great brand, and I'll say it, Tailwind Nutrition. They, they do, um, they do um, nutrition for ultra runners, and uh, I order from them probably every other month, and they actually handwrite my note my name on my bag of nutrition product and they send a handwritten note so somebody oh. at the somebody at the fulfillment line is writing in sharpie on the bag That's and cool. i put some i sometimes will put a note in please put my wife's name on this other bag yeah they, <laughs> they they often get that so That's I, super cool. I think i mean i think that just shows how well this works um and why leading merchants are seeing the importance in it because you know, I know Tailwind's Nutrition's not a big company, but it's also not a tiny company. Yeah. And they're taking that little extra effort to say, you know, go, and it says like, go run Brent or something like that. But they were actually write the name. And, I, you know, it just reinforces the idea of how important this is. Yeah. I, uh, we were working with a very large mattress brand that stopped working with us. We would actually write these little doodles. Um, they were actually replicas of, multiple so they had i don't know 15 or 20 employers employees at the company draw out little pictures and notes like thank you so much for buying this mattress and then they draw a picture of the moon and the stars and somebody sleeping or somebody dreaming of cats or whatever they all these cute little notes and we'd replicate these notes for these clients uh and insert and then they'd get inserted in each mattress box because it was too difficult for them to send a personal handwritten note with every every mattress and they stopped using us and i said you know we've noticed you've stopped using us what's what's going on how can we win your business they said oh we just did that when we were a small company we don't need to do that anymore and i'm thinking to myself how do i even respond to that that's the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard um you know it worked for you then it helped you build relationships it helped people really think of you as a as a bunch of people more than just a logo on a box um and then they just turn their back to it so i was pretty pretty stymied by that one yeah because it is people selling things to people and i think that's the important part to remember um i i have a an idea for you um, yeah well number one I, I have a question um do does each of your robots have a small like tongue to when the pen stops working, do they lick the top just to make sure they can keep it going? We actually, um, 
built into our robot is a mile. We don't really have a term for it. I, I, there's, there's a metric of how long that pen's been on paper. So we know the pen up position, the pen down position, and when that pen down is moving, we track that pen down mileage. And after that pen moves a certain amount of mileage, we stop the pe- we stop the robot. We say pen needs to be replaced. It's not an exact science. Uh, depends on the you know the wicking of the paper and all the rest. Uh, but it does stop us, and we're um, pessimistic, right? So we stop the pen early rather than write a bunch of blank cards. So we um, it's our way to track pen usage, and then then it just pops this thing up. The operator goes over, replaces the pen, hits replace pen. That resets the mileage to zero, and it goes over again. Our robots actually um, – we don't use, I, I guess some of, I was at one of my operators test yesterday and she still had Slack up. We've kind of migrated from Slack to Teams and our robots communicate over Slack. Um, the, you know, machine out of ink, paper jam, you know, whatever that is, they'll send Slack notifications to their operators. The average operator though now operates, I think 16 to 18 robots. So it's a lot of noise. <laughs> so we've gotten rid of those Slack notifications or people ignore them and instead there's little lights you know light poles on the robots and they can see the different light colors and know what the robot needs but yeah um to answer your question we've tried to solve that problem (laughs) and do you get pen companies now wanting to come in and test their pens with your with your robots it seems like a great place to a b test a pen (laughs) we've um it's interesting we were going to do a thing a project with a very high-end pen company. It never came to fruition, but I should probably reach back out to them, where they would use their pens in our robots to write write the notes, um, which would be super cool. I mean, they're you know several hundred dollars a pen, so um, so yeah, we have considered that, um, and it hasn't really happened. A lot of people want, um, oh, can you do this note in black ink? God forbid, can you do this note on black paper with silver ink? Um, stuff like that. And um, yeah, we can do black ink if there's an additional charge because at some point we got to stop and say, look, it's blue ink. That's just what it is because we're trying to do all these different orders at once. We've found that blue looks more realistic for whatever reason than black. Um but for additional charges, we will do black. And then people say, oh, we want silver. And then we say yes, because we're trying to be good vendors. And then it never works. And, you know, just the way silver ink flows, it's it's terrible. So, right. um, but we've done things like uh, Sharpies on, on stickers that get put on boxes. So this box packed by Jimmy. And then even though they're, you know. Every one of their boxes, thousands of boxes apparently packed by Jimmy. But, uh, but yeah, we do that type of stuff too. Got it. So, all right. So in a past life, I uh, had a business in Ireland and I rented from the only typewriter shop in, in Ireland. Still still there. It's called the typewriter shop. Hmm. And um, I had this vision of now, why don't I get an old-fashioned typewriter and hand type my notes? Because you get that feel and you get that yeah. push through the paper. It seems like that cool. 1940s style typewritten note would be pretty cool as well for you and it'd be i guess you'd have to you'd have to get a um an old type printer that has the um like a, a an old typewriter that but that's automated that, yeah that's <laughs> you, impacting yeah yeah you couldn't yeah. really do it with the old-fashioned 
press ones, but it would be an interesting uh, yeah. concept. Um, I suppose most people don't have an old typewriter hanging around anymore, though. But I thought about going to find a, a typewriter and just typing some of my notes out. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's a very interesting idea, yeah. No, I like it. I like it. Um, well, so, you know, what, what, um, we have a couple of minutes left here. What, what kind of, what advice would you give to a, um, an e-commerce store that really wants to get this rolling? How would they get started? Yeah, I would say, uh, try it out. Do like what your ultra marathon company, ultra running company, just handwrite them. You know, you don't have to use a company. I'm not here to promote handwritten, uh, the H-A-N-D-W-R-Y-T-T-N. I'm here to promote handwriting with an I. Uh, I think it, it it's so impactful. Um, if you do want to use something like uh, uh, like us, um, it's not difficult. You could, if you don't want to integrate, send us an Excel sheet. You know, um, go on our website, type them out yourself. You know, you can basically create a template and then reuse that template over and over again without having to retype it. Um, so there's ways to do it that require very little integration or install our you know, zap your integration, whatever, and do it that way. But it doesn't, it doesn't need to be a monumental effort to give it a go. And there's pay-as-you-go plans. There's subscription plans starting at 10 cards a month, so very low volume, but you get a discount there. Or if you place, you know, if you go on our website and order one card, it could be $3.25. So it's not a huge amount of money. Um, but if you bulk upload, there's discounts for that because then – we can just load the same card and, you know, 500 of the same card in, in a couple robots and get them out for you. So there's a lot of different flexibility in sending out cards through our platform. It, it, it just depends on what you want to do and it doesn't, it's not expensive. It's going to be more expensive than junk mail. Yeah. Because a, we're writing on better paper, you know, junk mail is typically flim, flimsy late, you know, glossy paper, we're including a real stamp, so that's a fifty-eight cent cost right there. Um, and then there's typically a stuffing step that we have to do manually um, because it's not like there's a windowed envelope we're sending these out in. There's a handwritten note, handwritten envelope. We have to match them up, and then the actual handwriting process is automated, but it still can take up to five minutes to write. So it, it's very much a manufactured product. It's not expensive, but to try to say, oh, is this the same, you know, you're so much more than than, la than laser. Well, A, I think you're missing the point. A laser-printed card does, or a laser-printed message doesn't connote the same thing. But B, we'll never be able to compete with laser-printed. You know, we write, if worst-case scenario, we would take a laser-printed note and add value to it. We would write on it and then stick it in an envelope and match envelopes and stick a real stamp. So we're always going to be more expensive. Yeah, and we've all gotten those messages that seem like they're handwritten, but they're, you could tell that they've been printed on a, on a regular laser yeah. printer, and it it doesn't it, it actually detracts, I think, from the message if you're trying to fool somebody into thinking that they've handwritten something. Yeah. Uh, and I think you're right too; you don't get that sort of uh, look and feel of somebody pushing into a piece of paper and and looking and getting that track of a real pen. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so I will put the I'll put that in the in the show notes your your URL and I'm a big fan. I don't I don't want to make this a big commercial, but I am a big fan of handwritten and I'm excited about 
I'm excited to become a customer, to tell well, you the truth. So Yeah, uh, could talk yeah, after so, the show. <laughs> all right. Um, good. So, you know, as we close out, I, I give everybody an opportunity to do a shameless plug. You can promote anything you'd like. Is there anything you'd like to promote today? Um, you just visit handwritten.com, H-A-N-D-W-R-Y-T-T-E-N, so handwritten with a Y. Um, and then click the business tab at the top, and you can request free samples and just see for yourself if you like them. And then um, you can always go to handwritten.com and sign up with discount code podcast, and that'll get you five bucks and in credit to send somebody a note. Um, but yeah, just visit our website and send yourself a sample kit and see if it passes the sniff test or the smudge test, I should say. Yeah, the smudge test. Excellent. Uh, David Wax, I appreciate you being here. The CEO of Handwritten, that's handwritten with a Y, just like the English spelling. I'm, that's a small joke. I apologize <laughs> yeah. for that. Ye old uh, handwritten shop. Yes, yes, ye old handwritten shop. Yeah, thank you again for being here. Thank you so much, Brent. This has been a true pleasure. This episode is brought to you by the Magento Association. Join today at magentoassociation.org forward slash join. Be part of a great and vibrant Magento community. Thank you again for listening. My name is Brent Peterson, and it has been my pleasure to be your host today. Please rate and subscribe to Talk Commerce, new shows out every week.